Welcome to EA Truth Radio, brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com. I am your host, Dan Hennon. Today is April 12th, 2021, and our show will be about current events. In particular, the events of the past week, either items that made the mainstream news that shouldn't have or was reported incorrectly, or items that didn't make the news at all that should have been. I'll try to strip out the fake news as well. Keep in mind, this is a faith-based program. As always, we'll start out with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Yeshua Almighty, the Christ, we humbly come before your throne and ask that you bless the airwaves and this show. Scramble all devices of the enemy and allow this show to go forth and reach millions. Thank you for giving us our audience, Lord. Please give them the ears to hear this message. Please be with each and every one of them, where they are, while they tune into our shows. Bless each and every one of them. Ultimately, may thy will be done in Jesus' living, powerful, active, and matchless name. Amen. The founder and publisher of Eternal Affairs Media, Curtis R. Bazelli, is a loyal member of Patriot Mobile and encourages you to mention his name. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative mobile phone carrier that will meet all your calling, texting, and data needs. You can get up to $600 off your bill annually when you refer friends to Patriot Mobile. Join us and fight for your conservative values with each call you make on their nationwide cell phone network. Remember to mention Curtis R. Bazelli when you sign up for service. Well, we've got a lot of updates. Lots to touch on this week. Let's start off. First of all, Mike Lindell, new new platform for social media called Frank, it's going to be coming out next week. And so this is a new social media as he's been kicked off Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. His program is going to be called Frank, a place that you can talk frankly about any topic you want without getting censored. So look for that next week. Now, updates on election fraud. Cases being prosecuted in Texas are at an all-time high. The media won't tell you this. They'll say there's no such thing as the election fraud. The cases brought forward forward, have all been discounted, dropped, and they have no bearing. They have no standing. Uh, This is not true. Keep in mind, in the state of Texas alone, 
they're at an all-time high. Prosecutors are very busy there. Lots going on here. Keep that in mind. United Airlines this week released a statement on the new voter ID laws in the state of Georgia. Now, my first question would be, why would that be? Voter ID laws, to me, seem to be excellent. Great. Being that Georgia was one of the states that had the biggest fraud in this election. Yes, so I say hats off to them for uh, trying to get this voter ID legislation passed. Now, United Airlines is an, air, is an airline. Why, why would they have an interest in voter ID laws? Piggybacking off that is, why would Major League Baseball have an interest in voter ID laws? Remember now, they moved the All-Star game that was supposed to take place this July in Atlanta and moved it to Denver. Why is that? So they're getting pushed. They're getting strong-armed, of course, by their sponsors and sponsorships. There was an active shooter this last week. Fort Detrick, Maryland, involved a U.S. Navy sailor. Uh, the shooter was shot dead. Um, not sure once again if this is a real, authentic, organic case of shooting or if this was something that was um, orchestrated, set up as a distraction, a diversion. Keep in mind the uh, antenna that raises for me when I see Fort Detrick is the viruses and the labs and the things that they make. Uh, Fort Detrick goes a long way back some nefarious things in this country's history. So I just thought that was interesting. The Ever Given, the Ever Given, remember the container ship stuck in the Suez Canal a couple of weeks ago? Keep in mind, that ship is still in the Great Bitter Lake. So very interesting. Keep in mind, as of April 6th, the, uh, the Jolly Quarzo, with the call sign ICQQ was located there. And Rupert Murdoch's sailboat anchored nearby. You must ask yourself, what's a sailboat from Rupert Murdoch doing next to the Ever Given? This does not make the news, does not make the mainstream news at all. Very interesting nonetheless on how these things happen. This last week, due to receiving the jab, a lawyer named Midwin Charles, uh, actually the Twitter account, Midwin Charles Esquire, made public on March 1st that she received the vaccine. Now a news report says on April 7th that Midwin Charles, the attorney, dies on April 7th. Very interesting. Once again, these people are dying for bragging about getting the vaccine on social media. Uh, now, there was a big all-out social, I wouldn't say social media, but mainstream news did cover the fact that she died. She died. But what mainstream news forgets to tell you is that just recently she did receive the vaccine and bragged about it back on March 1st. I put those two things together to see the full story here.
Now, Joseph Biden, president, issued some new executive orders. In fact, six of them were presented on April 7th. Now, this is mainly to do with now gun laws, Second Amendment, things like that, which are very concerning. I've had a couple of these shooting attacks, mass shootings and mass shooters. And it was last week's episode that I mentioned that even Barack Obama, the former president himself, said if laws are not going to change regarding Second Amendment and gun, gun rights, gun legislation, that Biden should, quote, issue executive orders himself to make these things happen. And now here we are a week later, the very thing happening. So remember, I'm trying to get the listeners to understand not just what's in the news or what's missed from the news, but the bigger picture, how it relates to something done the week or two before where it comes full circle. Now, Prince Philip died this last week, age 99. That was all over the news. But not as much as the Matt Getz, Matt Getz story, congressman, He's been all over the news for his illegal, alleged improper relationship with a 17-year-old girl. Now, this really made the news in two parts. Number one, it's a very tantalizing story, of course, and people like that. Number two, he's a Republican. So the Dems and the left, all the media that's run by the left corporations, the left-leaning, are going to have a field day with this to go after him. Now, the outlets didn't do their homework on this case. Now, remember, it was Matt Getz and his family that were, a couple of them were wearing wires for an FBI investigation, and they were working with the Department of Justice on a couple of cases. Now, Matt Getz had already said that the member that he was working on, working with closely, was a former member of the DOJ turned on him and now set him up in this elaborate hoax um, to take out him and his family in an extortion case. And so that's what's really going on here uh, is the extortion against him uh, to come out and now battle, have to battle in public about these allegations of sexual impropriety. That's not the case. There is no such thing. This was uh, basically a blackmail deal. Now, for those wondering if this is true or not, keep in mind that since all these allegations came out, zero, I repeat, zero females have come forth in public saying that they have been improperly touched by Matt Gates. Gets. So it doesn't even hold water in the fact that no one is coming forth saying that he's uh, done anything against them. So these are, keep in mind, these are allegations, and it's a discredit campaign against Matt Getz and his family. That's what this is. They're using this just to take him down. I'm not sure, but I do believe he even had to step down because of all this. Lots going on. Now, this was so bad, in fact, that Donald Trump issued a statement on April 7th saying the allegations against Matt Gates are false. That the, uh, I'm sorry, the, not the allegations, but the, 
the mainstream media was saying that Matt Getz came up to and approached Donald Trump while he was still in office with trying to get a preemptive pardon, a preemptive pardon. And so the left and the Dems are going after this as well, saying, why would he be going after asking Trump for a preemptive pardon for nothing he's been blamed with yet? Now they're saying, oh, yes, this all makes sense now because he's being charged with his allegations of 17-year-old girl, underage girl. Um, and so what Trump did is came out and says that Getz never once came to me and asked for a preemptive pardon. That is all bogus, bogus, all of it. So we can see here how the left and the Dems, uh, are, their cases are falling apart here in all of these allegations. But if you happen to go on Twitter and type in the Getz name and some of the allegations, you will see the left having a field day going after Matt Getz and his family. I mean, these people have not even done their homework. Does not understand the entire situation. Do not understand the case with the FBI wearing the wire and being involved in this other investigation that had nothing to do with these allegations. So once again, lots more going on here than what we see in the mainstream news. It's it's all such a such a bad version of things that we hear in the mainstream news. Now, this last week, Biden's border control coordinator, her name is Roberta Jacobson, resigned this week amid the historic surge of migrants, migrants coming across the border. So hear about all this problems with the border when, tr when Trump was in office for four years and the Dems saying there is no issue with the border. We have no reason to put up a wall. What are you doing? Biden gets in and now he's facing all these issues with the migrants coming across. And now once again, there's no reaction to that. There's no response, there, there's nothing. And so I think what we're seeing is to, to get people to be distracted and focus on other things, we're seeing this Getz story come out because everyone's jumping on that bandwagon not on the migrants and not on the border. Another thing we haven't heard of recently, remember the explosion that took place in downtown Nashville at that AT&T building that held uh, voter and uh, election counts supercomputers at that location? Uh, keep in mind, though, when President Trump was in the office when that explosion hit, he made a point to not bring that up at all. That was not just a typical explosion. There was more than meets the eye in that case. And uh, I'm just here to mention that today to reiterate the fact that that has not been brought up once. That was an operation of some sort going on there. An announcement this week says the U.S. suicide deaths have now dropped by 6% in the year 2020 and reached a new low that broke a record that was reached 40 years ago. So now we get this propaganda once again of suicide deaths reaching an all-time low. Uh, not an all-time, but, but, but going back to 40 years, it's, a, it's, a, it's the lowest it's been. Well, we need to keep in mind when we hear these suicide statistics that those who died of suicide, if they had COVID or if they once had COVID, they're being classified as a COVID-related death, not suicide. So once again... Those numbers are being swayed. Uh, they're being manipulated. The stats are being manipulated. I don't believe the number of suicides went up or down. 
in my own opinion, I'm, I'm, I'm quite certain they stayed the same. But because of all the numbers being swayed, we also see that there's zero flu deaths, zero deaths of pneumonia, zero deaths of the common cold, because everything is being labeled a COVID death. So once again, now we see it also in suicides. I would not take that number um, with any grain of salt as being accurate or true that that came out with. In fact, the article that came out was actually in the in the daily, I think it was the UK Daily, uh, is where that article, and it was actually a US study. But the only place I saw any stats on that was uh, in the UK. Now, another inf interesting case that came out this week, the name jo Jovan Pulitzer came out as a whistleblower. He came out and announced on public record that he was offered $10 million to drop the election investigation with the fraud. And he said, no, that's not going to happen. I don't care about the $10 million. But this is what's going on behind the scenes here. Big, big payouts. And yes, this is a conspiracy, the voter fraud. It is widespread. It is rampant. But when all these cases get pushed up all the way to the Supreme Court and they all get dismissed because there's no standing, we have to keep in mind that they're not allowing any video evidence or audio evidence to be brought forth. Well, if those two things are not brought forth, of course the cases are going to be dismissed. There's no evidence. I don't even think they're allowed to show the hundreds of affidavits that were signed, the sworn affidavits that the witnesses who were there working, seeing the fraud and witnessing. Remember, they're not just one or two of these random people. Hundreds have done the sworn affidavits. They're not allowing any of the evidence to be shown. So the cases are thrown out. And that's what makes the mainstream news for the 6 o'clock news each evening is more and more cases of Trump's wild conspiracy with Sidney, Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood that these wild wild outlandish theories are all being thrown out because of conspiracies. Uh, they're being thrown out because the evidence is not allowed to be shown. Now, speaking of evidence, try to watch the video done by the former Pfizer executive, the pharmaceutical Pfizer, Dr. Mike Yeadon. Yeadon, that's a Y, starts with a Y, Y-E-A-D-O-N, Dr. Mike Yeadon. The former uh, Pfizer it says what's really going on here with this COVID and the vaccines, who's making it, who's putting it out, what are the stats, why are the statistics all being massaged to make it look like the pandemic is worse than it really is. Uh, that is an interview that's well worth watching. Also this week, Minneapolis in the news, the Derek Chauvin trial where the black individual George Floyd died last year. That case is going on. I think that trial is in day 11. That should be wrapping up. Uh, they're expecting maybe three weeks. So look for more on that next week, on next week's show, or even the one after that. But uh, they're getting in there in the second week of this trial. That will be very interesting. Now, they are expecting backlash for this. They are expecting... Um, you know, some some element of backlash, regardless regardless of the events. I'm in Minneapolis myself, 
I am in Minnesota in downtown uh, near the Target Center and Target Field, there already is cement concrete barriers with fencing put up along above it. Um, so when, when, if and when violent uh, riots and things do break out, um, they've already got themselves protected. And I think we'll see more, more of that when the, when the um, verdict is, is about coming due with, with companies and local businesses uh, boarding up their, their businesses. Uh, regardless of the outcome here, there will be most likely riots. Now, just today, speaking of Minneapolis, in a suburb outside of Minneapolis called Brooklyn Center, there was a police-involved shooting. This is just outside Minneapolis. Now, a young individual named Dante Wright, age 20, shot and killed after a routine traffic stop by a Minneapolis police officer. Now, keep in mind, Last year, when this whole thing happened with George Floyd, they demanded to defund the police. And I do believe that the city council voted to accept that, to move forward with that. So if anyone has more information on that, I, I was under the impression there was no police in uh, Minneapolis. Um, maybe it's different there for Brooklyn Center, but this related to a Brooklyn Center police officer. It comes out now that the officer, a female, meant to reach for her taser, pulled out the service weapon instead, shot the individual as a fight, uh, as a scuffle ensued, uh, the man was shot and killed. Now, the question is, there's gonna be more riots. Now, again, very interesting to see what's gonna happen here. Um, what happened, um, you know, did she accidentally pull out that weapon? Did she fire it? Was it a mistake? I've seen the video footage. It certainly looked like it could have been a mistake. Now, the argument that I'm seeing on social media right now is, why would they shoot a man for a random traffic stop? Well, that traffic stop was the reason for the stop. And after they pulled his plate, realized he had an outstanding warrant. It was at that time that he was brought out of the vehicle, stood up against the outside of the car, had his hands behind his back being cuffed, he was going to be taken into custody. Two officers were there on the left side, driver's side of the car. A scuffle ensued. I think it was about that time that they found out that uh, he had an outstanding warrant. He tried to get back into the car and flee. That's when the female officer shot him. You can hear someone in the background saying, get your taser, get your taser. So, did she attempt to reach for her taser and accidentally shot him? Very interesting. The scuffle was not that big. It wasn't like an all-out brawl or a fight. She, uh, she or he, I, I believe, personally could have easily grabbed their mace or pepper spray or something and you know, subdued the individual. He was not trying to escape on foot or flee. He was trying to get in his car and drive off. There was a female occupant in the car. So I think she was not injured in the shooting. But yes, he, he was not a good individual. He did have a criminal record, uh, was only 20 years old, and had some very interesting Facebook posts on his Facebook page. Uh, did not look like a, a, a clean-cut citizen here in, uh, in the state of Minnesota. Now, that being said, also did not deserve to be shot and killed on a public street for a traffic violation. So watch with the narrative that comes out.
from that case. As the police are already at odds with this uh, a black, uh, this is once again, Dante Wright is a black individual, age 20, um, shot by, I'm not sure if it was a white or a black uh, female officer. Nonetheless, the result, whether intended or not, is that this young man was shot, killed, his life has ended over a routine traffic stop. The last post today I'm going to go on to is a Twitter post from Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo has a photograph on Twitter today in front of a chessboard in the kitchen of his house. Now he's eating a bag of snacks or chips. It looks like it's Taiwanese dried pineapples, trying to eat healthy. He's got a picture of that. But predominantly shown in the photograph is the chessboard. Looks like he's playing chess with someone at the kitchen table. Anons have already looked and noticed that the knight, the knight piece on his chessboard is in the D5 position. D5. That's what 17 tells us to look for, D5. So, is that an indicator of things to come? A precursor of what to expect here in the future? Or is it a simple photo of him eating snacks, playing chess? When it comes to Mike Pompeo, it is very hard to understand because he puts a lot of coded messages out there, much like Dan Scavino. If you watch their information, their tweets on social media, they always have something that relates, um, something coded in their tweets. So that's very interesting, to say the least. Remember to check out all of our articles and content at eternalaffairsmedia.com. And if you feel so led to do so, please click the links in the description to support us financially. We are an entirely independent media operation and end times ministry. We rely on your support to continue providing you excellent content. Go to eternalaffairsmedia.com and bookmark the site, as well as sign up for the email newsletter in in case they ever take our social media pages down. Once again, a big shout out to our donors and our Patreons. Thanks, as this is very helpful in our shows. Once again, my name is Dan, and today is April 12th, 2021. Thanks for listening. Rescue her, you know it's up to me and you.